Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode five of the Wild Gravity Travel Cast. My name is Jim from wildgravitytravels.com. Um, this week, our special feature is going to be on the best roller coaster rides at night. So, best night rides on roller coasters. I have a countdown of about, actually, I have a countdown of six coasters with one honorable mention in there and another uh, one to mention as well. So, stay tuned for that a little later in the episode. We get started off with our weekly update on the news. Not a whole lot. Again, it is the off-season for at least probably two-thirds of the country, honestly. Um, but the big three things this week in the news for me is we're going to start off with the big one. Um, Volcano at King's Dominion is being removed. And um, that is being cited as basically mechanical costs, mechanical reasons. And uh, those who probably followed the story a lot more than I did know that last season it was down a lot. I think it was even down pretty much the whole second half of the season. Um, so we didn't see a whole lot come from Volcano last year as it is. And I know it was a really iconic coaster from the late 90s, early 2000s, featured in a lot of Travel Channel shows. Very unique coaster getting blasted out of the volcano and doing some other uh, great elements on a... Intamin Inverted Impulse Coaster. And I know that's a bit of a tongue twister. But for me, it was a good ride, but it wasn't a great ride. It did feel like one of those rides where it was more about the gimmick than about the length. And the um, it was unique, for sure, um, compared to like Wicked Twister, which is unique in its own way, uh, having the only double-twisted spikes. But I don't think it's a bad idea to remove it if the maintenance costs are high. Personally, just because that opens up more room and more space for other things. And seeing what Cedar Fair has been doing with coasters, both family and uh, big thrill coasters, it's pretty exciting to think about having something like a different layout of a copperhead strike there that would be more accommodating for more people, or even thinking of a different coaster they could put in, any type uh, that could fit in that plot or in some adjacent land. Um, so that's Volcano. Next up, a couple little quick things we shared. Uh, Copperhead Strike Train has been revealed by uh, Carowinds Park down in Charlotte. And they just posted a quick video. We were sure to share that on our Facebook and Twitter pages. So be sure to check out that quick video. Also, uh, a couple days ago, I think on the February 8th, Six Flags Great America sent us a construction update and a point of view video, which I know we had shared before anyway, and talked about it being kind of short. I put that in the highlights of our construction update from the park. Uh, but we can see Max Force is about 20% uh, done, according to the park. There's lots of footers. Looks like one of the taller elements is already put in place. And we shared those pictures in an update. So be sure to go check out the website for that. Other than that, a couple other little news notes. Um, the Enterprise at Canada's Wonderland is being removed. Uh, Scandia Park in Ontario, California has been closed permanently, according to Screamscape, and it's being reported that is confirmed. So lots of other little news. As always, I recommend if you want a full rundown of news, Screamscape has you covered, uh, screamscape.com as well. So we just hit on the highlights here and some of the big things that we shared 
So coming up after the break, we're going to go into the best roller coaster rides at night or best night rides on roller coasters only. And that is going to exclude indoor coasters uh, for the obvious reason that they could always be dark rides at any point or dark night rides, if you will. So that's coming up next. Stay tuned. Okay, welcome back. So we're moving into our special talking point this week, which is the best night rides on roller coasters. And these are, again, as always, this is a list of coasters that I have been on at night. Um, obviously not all of the coasters I've ridden I've gotten to ride at night, uh, but these are the ones that have always stood out to me. And I do hear people talking about and agreeing with uh, these sentiments, whether it be online or uh, in person at, at coaster events. So the first one I'm going to mention, though, is not on my countdown list. And yes, this time it is a legitimate countdown of my personal favorite night rides on coasters. Um, but this is an honorable mention that I can't put on my list yet. Um, it is Voyage at Holiday World. I have not done it since uh, its second season of operation. So I haven't done it since the refurbishment, retracts, and all of that. And I also have never done it at night. We will be attending Hollywood Nights uh, this year, so that will be my first chance to try the Voyage at night. Really excited to try that. I hear a lot of great things about it and about the retrack, so we'll see what it has to offer. So that's the one that I can't put on the list yet. Uh, stay tuned for updates as we podcast probably from the event uh, this year, or we'll be having an update from the event. So starting my countdown, I'm going to start number seven, and we're going to go down from there to my favorite night ride. Uh, number seven for me is going to be Expedition Everest at Disney's Animal Kingdom. And this one is purely based on view. I, I'm not a huge fan of Expedition Everest, the coaster, but it is pretty cool to be going up the mountain there uh, on the main lift hill. And you can look out to the left and basically see all of Walt Disney World. So if fireworks shows are going on, you can see the fireworks going off. You can see like some of the bigger icons. You can see Spaceship Earth. You can see uh, the Tower of Terror. Just different big icons if you know what you're looking for as far as Disney World is concerned. They're a little in the distance, but it's a great night ride. Um, obviously, the indoor portion of the ride makes it kind of cool uh, when it's pretty much pitch black darkness. So that's number seven. Number six is has fallen down the list in the past years um, is Maverick. And that is mainly because the tunnel effects have just come back as of last season, but they haven't come back fully. Um, when I remember riding Maverick at night for the first couple times, I remember the strip of lights that would light up as you launched. And it was just a really neat effect. Um, like you were being launched out of a tunnel, sort of like what I always wished Hulk would do at Universal, but never did. Um, but Maverick is still a great night ride just because of that blackout tunnel. Um, so that's number six is Maverick. Number five, we stay at Cedar Point, and it's a bit of an old school choice, but it is Magnum XL 200, uh, especially back when they had the fog in the tunnels, and sometimes you still get lucky and get fog in the tunnels uh, if it's during Halloween weekends or something of that nature. Uh, just a really sweet ride at night, and 
The other advantage to Magnum is if it's a cooler night, you may get a trimless ride. So out in the turnaround section, the trims will be turned off and you'll just fly around those turns as well. Uh, but the way the tunnels are set up on Magnum has always been something that I think was genius. Uh, just because the tunnels stretch so long that there are portions where you're looking down or up and you're not looking straight through a tunnel. So you can't see any shred of any light coming in a tunnel. And coming in the tunnel way so you have a good period of pitch black um on magnum for three different times so it's really an exciting uh an exciting night ride for me number four kind of goes back to what we talked about with everest but on the west coast and number four for me is california screaming at disney's california adventure uh which is i guess now you have to call it the Increda coaster at pixar pier uh, I still call it California Screamin', obviously. Um, but in Credit Coaster, California Screamin', either way you look at it, uh, it's nice to go up that hill. And the way that coaster is set up towards the back of DCA is it looks out towards the rest of the Disneyland Resort. So the rest of you can see the rest of the Disneyland Resort at night, and it's very colorful. It's a lot closer than stuff is on Everest, as a lot of you probably know. Walt Disney World's a lot more spread out, and Disneyland's a lot more compacted. So you can actually look out um, from the top of Incredicoaster's Lift Hill and see the Magic Kingdom Park across the path. You can see all of um, the waterway and just all of DCA, pretty much all of DCA. It's, it's a great view, and you can really see a lot lit up. If it was taller, it would be an even nicer ride. Um, also an honorable mention there at number four, kind of a little side thought. Matterhorn does provide some unique views, but it goes in and out of the mountain a lot that I didn't really want to put it on the list. But it is worth mentioning that you can see a lot of the cool night features of Disneyland Park itself uh, from Matterhorn. So that one's definitely worth a quick little mention, too. Number three brings us to Dollywood. And um, I've heard people say they like almost any ride at night at Dollywood, and that's obvious with the mountains and the effects that you get from the mountains. Uh, Tennessee Tornado has always been a great night ride. But my pick for number three from Dollywood is definitely Lightning Rod. And I finally did get to ride Lightning Rod at night um, in... November, I believe it was. November or December. Either way, it was a great night ride. Um, going up that hill, that first hill going down. Um, just really disorienting out in the woods there. Uh, high up off, the, a little higher up off the ground than I'd like, but uh, definitely a good ride in the dark at Dollywood. So, and when you're coming back, too, it's really nice, I will say, during the holiday season. I kind of wish I could stop at the top of the second part of the quadruple down as you're coming back because that pretty much looks out on the entire park and you can see all of the Christmas lights. I probably rode it at night a couple extra times just to see the Christmas lights. And Dollywood probably has the best Christmas event. We'll save that for another uh, conversation probably later this year. Uh, but... Again, Lightning Rod, definitely a great, solid night ride. Even better during the holiday season, for sure, to see all those lights. Number two. Now, number two is going to surprise a lot of you, um, because I know for a lot of people, this is their number one. Uh, number two is The Beast at Kings Island. Probably the best coaster at Kings Island. Probably my favorite coaster at Kings Island. 
And during the day, beast is the beast is a ride. It's a roller coaster. At night, the beast is a full-on experience. It's it's a complete, uh, completely different setup. It's you roar through the woods, you you feel the cool air, um, and then you go into the tunnels, and it's like you have an atmosphere change, and and you just roar through that that double helix at the end. Um, you can hear the screeching of the wheels sometimes, depending on the time of year and how warm and not it is. Um, sometimes you can get a night ride early in the morning if you get to the park and it's still really foggy. It won't be a night ride, but it'll be darker. Um, kind of cool to roar through the fog. I know that doesn't really qualify as a night ride. Uh, sometimes you get fog at night off the little Miami river right next to the park. And it just makes the ride really cool. And beast for the longest, longest, longest time was my favorite night ride in any park. And it got trumped, uh, last year by our number one pick and my number one pick for best roller coaster ride at night is my number one pick for best coaster and that's steel vengeance at cedar point back to cedar point there and steel vengeance is just i mean a lot of people did say this and i completely agree with it i have a probably an unhealthy obsession with the coaster maybe you could say i fanboy over it a little bit um but at night there's just something about the way it roars through the structure. It doesn't go so fast that it's completely disorienting, but it doesn't go slow at all, really, that you get a sense of where you are. So in those second half of the ride, in the second half of the ride, when you're roaring through the structure and there's wood, like probably, I don't know how the estimate, probably five, seven, five to 10 feet away from you all around you. And the way they light the wood up from underneath the way mean streak basically used to be lit, same exact lighting system. Uh, it's, it, it can be a little disorienting just watching. Like if you look out to the side of the train and ride, also you get those cool crisp nights, uh, off the lake, uh, with the wind off the lake. It's a nice cooler thing. It cools you off at the end of a long, hot summer day. It's, it's just a great night ride overall. So that's my list. Um, let me know what you guys think. Let me know if there's a coaster I should try at night that you think, would be worthy of being added to this list. Uh, let me know if any of these on this list you think should be higher or lower and what your opinions are. Um, you can comment and leave messages on the anchor.fm app, uh, or you can download the app, or you can do it online and listen to the episode there. Uh, for those of you who listen there, you can leave a message there, or you can just comment on one of our social media posts uh, on this podcast about your favorite night ride, night coaster ride. Um, be sure to check out all of our updates again about Max Forest. We'll have some other news coming out uh, this week through the week. And we'll be covering all of the significant breaking news through the week as well. On next week's episode, we may have Brian stopping by to talk about his trip to Japan and a little bit of China, or we will uh, pick a new special feature that I will probably, I'll probably come up with a surprise one, and I'll post about it on social media later in the week if we have to go that route, um, what the talking point will be for next week's podcast. As always, thank you guys for listening so much. Thank you for taking time out of your day, your work commute or your drive anywhere 
uh, to listen to the podcast. My name's Jim from wildgravitytravels.com. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube page. We're trying to get above 1,000 subscribers very, very soon. And we will have lots of new features, sharing lots of video all the time. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you know when a new episode comes out every week. It is available on all of your favorite formats now, including, finally, Apple Podcasts and um, Google Podcasts, as well as several other apps. So just be sure to check that out. And we will talk to you next week. Have a great week ahead, everybody. Stay warm and enjoy.